When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Heat Check Podcast, the Miami Herald's Miami Heat Podcast. I'm David Wilson. I'm joined, as always, on the other line by Anthony Frickin' Chang. <laughs> Anthony, what's up? The Miami Freaking Heat. The Miami um, Freaking Heat are up one nothing yeah. on the Boston Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, it looks like it's going to be another classic between these two. Uh, yeah. Miami lands the first punch. Uh, and what was so impressive about this one is they were on the ropes in the second quarter. Uh, what, did, what did the deficit get to? That I was actually just looking that up right before to we 13. started. 13. The, the, 13 the with, was 13. With like about, a, yeah. yeah, with like two minutes left in the second quarter. Looked like it was starting to get away from them. Little flurry at the end of the, the, the second quarter to keep it, you know, very manageable going into the second half. And then yeah, it, was, it was nine at halftime. Nine so at nine, halftime. Yeah. Um, you know, even 13 is manageable in, in the NBA these days, but very manageable at nine. And then a 46 point third quarter, the greatest third quarter in Heat history. Um, and Miami wins game one. Yeah. I mean, there were points in the regular season where we didn't know if the Heat would score 46 points in the <laughs> <Yeah>. half. <laughs> yeah. And then they, they score 46 there were points. There probably a lot decent. of halves that they didn't score 46, honestly. There, I'm sure there were. Uh, and then for them to come out with a 46-point quarter against arguably the best defense in the NBA in Boston to start the Eastern Conference Finals in a high-leverage situation like that when you're down, just incredible stuff. It's just this team continues to amaze. Um, and, you know, Jimmy Butler, what more can you say about him at this point? But yeah. it's everybody else, too. Just well, the yeah, that's shock. what I was going to say. The amazing yeah, so, thing tonight was that it was not a 45-point Jimmy Butler performance. Right. It was a 35-point Jimmy Butler performance, yeah, which is average, really good. Yeah. <laughs> which is really good, but a lot of a lot of star guys do that in the playoffs. Uh, what this was was a um, you know 20 points from Bam, who was really, really good, especially in that third quarter. Um, you get 15 from Struz. Well, everyone had 15 points now. Well, he had it. Vincent, six Struz, people, yeah, six players, Caleb. Yeah. Kyle all had 15 points, um, and what Struess I think had 11 in that third quarter. You know that third quarter. You know Jimmy, I think his best stretches of the game were, were down the stretch, right, where he was uh, playing defense. He got a couple steals in the last couple of minutes. Obviously hit the pull up three um, that kind of sealed the game. But but when it started to get hairy for the Heat in the fourth quarter, that was when Jimmy was important. But the reason the Heat won this game was because of that third quarter. And yes, Jimmy was the most important player on the court during that stretch, but um, it wasn't all, it wasn't just the Jimmy Butler show in that third quarter. No, it wasn't. And I just have to say, like, it reminded me a lot of game one of the first round. Um, just the shot making. It, yeah. that, that to me was the difference in the game. They shot 54% from the field. Yeah, that was before 51% we knew that Jimmy was about to have, like, the greatest series of all time. Yeah. Um, it's, the second time they've shot 50% or better from the field and three-point range in a playoff game, 
since 2016. The two times where it's game one in the first round and then this game. Um, so that just shows you what kind of night it was. And then mm-hmm. against a defense like Boston, you're going to have to hit tough twos, right? They give up a lot of long mid-range shots by design. Uh, the Heat were, were 10 of 15 on non-paint twos tonight, which is, I mean, it's almost 70%. Like, you can't do any better than that on those type of shots. That's just kind of what, that's the night of t- type of night it was for the Heat. Um, I just can't say enough about their shot making. I thought game one against the Bucks was incredible. But this one might be crazier, um, considering the context of it all. Yeah, I mean, those are the two teams that coming in. We we thought like those were the the teams that maybe the Heat. Well, I'll say the one thing with the Celtics, I think we we felt good about the way the Celtics they were gonna like play against the Celtics because the yeah. history there. They played really well against them in the regular season, probably the best of any of like the um, top teams in the East. Um, and, but yeah, I mean, first game of the Eastern Conference Finals, Boston is, it's, it was weird because Boston is obviously like, like the Heat in the, uh, you know, a regular, uh, visitor to the Eastern Conference Finals. Mm -hmm. Um, but like, I think they're weirdly kind of limping in more than the Heat were. I know they blew out the Sixers in game seven, but I don't think any Celtics fan felt great about the way that series went. Um. Now, of course, they got this very favorable draw against the Heat, where they're 97% favorites, according to uh, ESPN. What was that, BPI or something? ESPN um, Analytics, I think. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what what formula that is that they use, but... I mean, if um, they're using regular season numbers, of course. Yeah, that's right? why it is. It's, they're using regular yeah. season numbers. Like, yeah. I, I can't imagine the playoffs are very factored in. Um, but, you know... I, I think in Boston there had to be a feeling that maybe we're just going to step on the heat. Like we're we were way better than them in the regular season. Uh, Jason Tatum's coming off a 50 point game, no matter how uninspiring he was at various has been at various points throughout these playoffs. Um, and as you wrote in your headline, like it was it was a real statement win from the Heat. Um, not that I think they have like a lot to prove considering what where they've gotten already, but it was like you know I don't know if if ceiling just just stealing a game one on the road um, is enough to like say the Heat are the favorite now in this series. I don't know if they're in control of this series, but you know they made a, a you know I I felt like this was going to be a long series and based off yeah. game one they they I'd be shocked if it's not a six yeah. game series. So. I think that's kind of what it confirms, right? Like just yeah. that. Let's obviously Boston could come back and win the next two games and be up two yeah. one. I would not be shocked by that, but. I think this kind of shows you it's probably going to be a long series. And if you had any doubt about that, but you thought that Celtics were going to either sweep or just win in gentleman sweep, win in five, I think this game kind of proved that's probably not going to happen. Um, Heater for real. And like, even me, like I've been waiting in that after that Buck series or even in the middle of that Buck series, I was like, man, there's no way they can keep this up. Like the shooting, the level of consistency, which they've struggled with all year. Like they just, this can't continue. Like I believe in large sample sizes and this small sample size, like this doesn't make sense, but mm-hmm. I have to say at this point, like they could beat anybody. Like they really can. They're playing as good as pretty much any, obviously anybody in the NBA when they have a player like Jimmy playing at this level, who's essentially other than like a few games against the Knicks when he was hobbled, he's playing like Michael Jordan. Um, yeah. <laughs> like and then other guys around him are making a bunch of shots, and they they have a really good defense. We know that. Um, yeah, they're they're an elite team. All of a sudden, it's just 
it's just a remarkable story because, again, the NBA, you don't see that. Seasons are long. You yeah. kind of know what a team is um, by the end of the regular season. And this just doesn't happen. Obviously, this is the Heat are the second team to do this as an eight seed. Um, but just as each game passes and as each of these kind of wins happens, like it just, just reinforces like yeah, this team is for real. Yeah, you, you talk about sample size, and we're we're in a small sample size where the Heat has been really impressive, right? They're all I don't know where their offense ranks now in in the playoffs, but third behind the Nuggets um, and the Celtics. Yeah, yeah, and it's better right now than it was this time last year when the Heat were one of the best offenses in the NBA in the regular yeah. season, and and kind of struggled offensively in the playoffs and and had to win with defense and all that kind of stuff. Um, then you can talk about the larger sample size, which is the regular season and as we've said a lot like it was not good for the heat offensively um although we thought maybe there would be some regression positive regression to the mean as the year went on we saw a little bit of that you sure. know, one of the best three-point shooting teams in the league in the second half um but then you could also go to the even larger sample size and, and i know like it doesn't totally work this way but you look across the last two years um and you know they're they're not elite because they're they were bad offensively this year. But again, like this team looks, I mean, it looks the same as the team we saw in the playoffs last year. And, um, you know, they're missing obviously quite a few guys from that now because of the heroes injury and, and Victor Oladipo was a really big part of that playoff run last year. Um, and obviously PJ Tucker is gone, but you know, the two stars are still around. Um, Max Struess is still in the starting lineup, right? The, um, Kyle Lowry is still kind of playing his his a, a similar role I would say as he was last year probably been a little bit better um, but you know they they look like the team we saw last year um, you know they're, they're shooting lights out they're not going to shoot over fifty percent like as you point out the the performance they had tonight was um, almost unprecedented if if you throw except out to another game we saw ago. I know except <laughs> it happened eight games ago um, yeah. but you know Jimmy is looking i mean they've got the same formula they did last year the offense is a little bit better than it was last year the defense is a little bit worse but the formula is the same it's it's jimmy bails you out when you need buckets and strength in numbers otherwise and and you trust your three-point shooting and and their three-point shooting right now is good and they have good shooters on the roster too right like i mean we've said it a million times it it was weird that they were such a bad three-point shooting team because Max Drews is a good three-point shooter. Gabe Vincent's a good three-point shooter. Kyle Lowry is historically a good three-point shooter. Um, obviously, Duncan Robinson, when, when he's in there, is, is a good three-point shooter. Kevin Love is a good three-point shooter. The one who is like kind of you know, maybe the guy who you can't just bank on this continuing is Caleb Martin. Just It feels like, I mean, he's three for seven from three tonight, but it, I, I can't remember him missing threes at this point. Like It feels like everyone he takes – goes in um yeah yeah they, they've got a good good formula going right now and i mean the big advantage well there's there's two big advantages they have one is they have the best coach in the league and and the celtics um i don't know probably have the worst coach left in the playoffs he's a rookie head say, coach. Yeah, like least accomplished yeah. yeah um the one i trust the least um and you know i know jason tatum what would he finish in mvp voting fourth or fifth yeah, um, I'm I'm taking Jimmy Butler like 99 times out of 100 yeah. in that is, matchup. 
to me, I mean, I think it's crazy to say because I think Jason Tatum is seen as a better player than Jimmy. But on this stage, at this point, in the Eastern Conference Finals, with everything, like all the context surrounding it, I would take Jimmy. I don't think it's – Yeah, think it's and there will, be, there will be two games in the series where Tatum is better than Jimmy. Sure. He'll have his game where he hits all those pull-up threes and uh, scores 38 points. And, you know, Jimmy – a game gets out of hand, he's not going to like, you know, he'll, Jimmy Jimmy picks his spots a little bit, right? He he knows, like, I can't do this every night. I, I, I need to save my 40-point games for games we can win. You know, we'll have a 19 or 22-point performance in there. So there'll be nights when Jason Tatum is the best guy on the floor, but this gets to a game seven or, or a must-win game six. Like, there's no way you're taking anyone over Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the, one of the, the conversation points entering the series was Bam Adebayo and Jimmy versus Tatum and Brown, right? Who's yeah. the better trio? I mean, better duo. duo. Um, I think I don't know if it's controversial take, or maybe I'm blinded by just covering this team, but I think it's Bam and Jimmy when you consider both ends, right? I just yeah, I mean, I, I think that's I think Jimmy and Tatum are you know kind of very arguable, and then to me, Bam does more. Than Brown does on a consistent basis when you consider the defense and what he what he means to the Heat's defense. Well, you think of them as kind of similar players where they're defense yeah. first, right? But a, a defensive center is just more valuable than yeah. a defensive center who does what Bam does. Who does who does a little bit more valuable yeah. than than a defensive wing like Jalen Brown. I mean, oh. yeah, again, like at any given night, either of those, any of those four, you know, there, there's obviously two clear tiers, right? There's there's Tatum and Jimmy and uh, Brown and Bam, and on any given night, Jimmy can be better than Tatum or vice versa, and Bam could be better than Jalen Brown or vice mm-hmm. versa. So like, it's close, yeah. There, it's very even. But I mean, to me, like I again, we we both just said like I'm taking Jimmy Butler over Tatum. <laughs> if the game is on the line, you know, there like I said, there will be games where Tatum looks like the best player in the world, but um, in the important moments, I'll take. Jimmy every time and then you know I it's very close to even to me for for Jalen and and Bam and yeah so like the the Heat probably have the better I mean we think the better stars they have the better coach tonight they have the better supporting cast too I mean we'll see uh if that's sustainable at all um you know right the Celtics did not get a lot at Al Horford tonight um Brogdon was good, uh, but they only go eight deep, and you know their, yeah. their supporting cast didn't look and like really seven deep because Pritchard. Doesn't yeah, Pritchard. He played twelve minutes, but yeah. like pretty much a trillion, zero for two, and one assist. That was it. Um, so, yeah. you know the the Heat had the the important things usually in playoff series are who's got the best player. Um, you know, coach is a big deal. Uh, I mean, we saw in that third quarter, we were talking before we started recording the fact that Joe Mazzola did not call a timeout in that entire fourth <laughs> quarter. Like that's just like, I don't know, like the computer does that for you when you're playing 2k and you're getting blown out, like the, the, automatically take a timeout. Um, so they've got an advantage, like a clear advantage there. I don't know if they have a clear advantage in the superstar department, but um, I mean, in these playoffs, Jimmy has clearly been better than than Tatum, and and obviously yeah. he can flip at any moment. But for now, like those are two huge, huge advantages that the Heat have. 
Now, counterpoint to all this, just to, because we've been yeah. showering the heat with praise. The heat shot like they did, right? So well. Yeah, I mean, they shot started. 51% from three. Yeah. all Made all those tough long twos, which the Celtics will take, right? They'll take the heat mm-hmm. taking 15 of those shots. Like, that's a high number. Um, the Celtics, which are arguably the best three-point shooting team in the NBA, are shooting or entered this game shooting a league best from three-point percentage. Take And high volume, too. They took the second most threes in the league in the regular season, second to only the Warriors. Like, that's the Celtics game. Mm-hmm. They only took 29 threes. I don't yeah. know how. The Heat give up a ton of threes. Like we And it's not like they were counts. doing anything else. Like, I, I don't understand what they were, like. I mean, they had 40 pain points in the first half, so I guess they were, yeah. like, Taking advantage of their size event, you know, on pick and roll and yeah. problem. They shot ten. Basket. They shot ten more free throws in the heat. So yeah. They were getting to the line. Right, but but still, twenty nine threes, a very low number. I think they average around forty in the regular season, and they're, I mean, so much of their game is based on their three point shooting. Their the stat is thirty six and two this season, including the playoffs, when shooting forty percent or better from three. And now they're twenty nine and twenty nine when they shoot worse than forty percent from three. So that just kind of shows you right there, like it's kind of like the Heat last season where they had that that stat, yeah. like yep, the Heat shoot this play. number, yeah. they're basically gonna win. Um, so Celtics shot 34% from three. They only took 29 threes. The Heat shot the way they did, which we both think probably won't happen next game or might not happen again this series. And the Heat won by seven. Um, again, great win. But that's if you're if you're looking at it from like a Celtics point of view, like do you take any? type of positive from this do you think or is that kind of a reach yeah well i mean i think you say like the heat play that you know especially that third quarter was like that's the best the heat has played like literally all season probably um now the problem is do you trust joe missoula to make the adjustments right and you know like their offensive game plan was not they they got out of their game plan as as you just said like they they looked frazzled a little bit I mean Tatum in the fourth quarter first of all didn't attempt in the fourth quarter um I mean they had a stretch at the end there where he turned it over three times in four possessions traveled twice threw That's away weird. to Jimmy <laughs> Butler once like they were out of sorts and you know we saw like I don't want to overreact too much to a Jason Tatum performance because. We saw the same thing happen in game six, and then the next game he scored 50 points and they blew out the Sixers. Um, the Celtics are kind of like, in some ways, they're like what is terrible about modern basketball, where it's just like three point variance that determines yeah. entirely whether you win. Like they have no they game lo- plan on offense. They lost two games to the Hawks like, in the first round. Yeah. yeah. Their, their whole, like, they've got two stars, but their stars just kind of chuck threes, especially Tatum. Like he settles for that three a lot. Like they're. Um, they rely a lot on three pointers. It means they're going to lose some games. Um, you know, I I think I, I don't know if they have like a you know Spo is going to coach circles around Joe Mazzola in this series, and that would be the concern I think of on the Celtics is yeah. like he's already he, ahead of whatever adjustment. Yeah, Boston's already ahead make. of him, yeah. <laughs> and Boston's going to make an adjustment, and Spo's going to know it's coming. And again, like it wasn't even like the Heat did anything crazy, right? Defensively, like the Celtics. They just kind of panicked and didn't have a like they got away from their identity and um, their best players didn't show up in the second half. And Jimmy Butler is like 
winking at the bench and like <laughs> he'd feel really good right now. They're feeling themselves. Yeah, I think I think one thing that he does well along with just having really good defenders is they just you you don't know what to prepare for. They have so many different yeah, that's schemes. True. And that's a credit to Spo because we talk about in the regular season, like, why is he playing so much zone? Well, Bam's now in drop. Like, now playing, Bam played more drop this year than like, he's ever played drop. He obviously switches a lot. Um, they're they're hedging and recovering with Kevin Love and other guys, like, to kind of avoid the, the you know, the switching on the weaker defenders switching on uh, perimeter guys. So, like, there's just so many different things. They Obviously, they, they pick up guys full court, like we saw Gabe Vincent mm-hmm. do against Brunson for most of that second round series. They just do so many different things that, it's like, they can adjust to any situation. And I really think that's what makes them such a good playoff team is that they can adjust to any matchup, any, anything that's going on in a game, they could make it, you know, adjustment on the fly. They're not a rigid team. There's so many teams that are like, this is the way we play. Yeah. And this is it. Like if it doesn't work, it doesn't work, but they have so many different ways they can go to. And I think that kind of, that takes a little bit to get used to. I think you saw that with the Celtics today, of like in the second half that he kind of changed the way they were protecting the rim a little bit. And it, it slowed the Celtics like it, that adjustment they, they didn't really have an, didn't have an answer for it. Um, so credit to Spo, credit to the Heat's roster for just having a bunch of versatile, smart guys who could do that, too. Yeah, the way that they, um, you know, it's like the we, we, it's almost like a cliche that like Spo plays guys who are defense first. Um, and, you know, they're, they're not totally do- like they've got Kevin Love playing a lot. Right. Like in the starting lineup. But, you know, they're all, even the guys who are not quote-unquote great defenders are really high IQ players, right? Whether it's it's Kevin Love, Max Struess, who is a guy who I think both of us like defensively. Um, you know, even Duncan, like, who has his flaws defensively, he, like, he tries hard and is a smart defensive player yeah. and just kind of fouls too much, right? That's always been his his issue more than anything. Um, but, yeah, you, I mean, you, you see it. You saw it all year long. You know, it makes them a weird regular season team, maybe. Um, you know, there there are other reasons the team struggled in the regular season, right? Jimmy missed a lot of time, like a lot of stars do, and, and we mentioned the three-point shooting. But, um, you know, they played this Celtics team in the playoffs last year. I thought they had, like, I mean, like, considering Jimmy was not, you know, he was great, obviously, in that series, but he was not this Jimmy Butler no. uh, last year. Like, their game plan for them last year was incredible. And that was all defense, right? It was – they forced so many turnovers in that series. Like That was everything. You know, they didn't shoot the ball. They only shot yeah. 30% from three in that series. Yeah, yeah they they, it was – the whole thing was, like, they basically exposed – you know, that was, like, when all of a sudden everyone realized, oh, Jalen Brown can't really dribble. Like, they <laughs> totally – like, a, a yeah. weakness that no one else took advantage of, even though it was kind of obvious – they just figured out how to take advantage of it. And, you know, now they come back a year later. They faced this team in the playoffs last year. Like I said, they matched up really well with them in the regular season. And when we, you mentioned it, like picking up Brunson full court, like they exposed a weakness in that Knicks team that yeah. like Jalen, they way too reliant on Jalen Brunson. If you make him work for what well, he's playing 45 minutes a game in some yeah. of those games, like if you make him work full court, like it changes everything. It's such a simple little adjustment, but just no one, Thinks to do it because, like you said, yeah. NBA teams are too rigid in their thoughts. Um, you know, they, they played zone anytime Randall and, you know, anytime the Knicks played like uh, were without one of their – were playing without a star on the floor, they played zone because, like, R.J. Barrett has to solve that. That's, you know, it's 
becomes trickier. Like they're they're gonna have a. I, I'm I'm just interested to see as this series to go goes on. That three point number, as you mentioned, they're high volume three point shooting team. They only shot 29. Like that, that really stuck just, out. Like if the Heat can like get, I, I don't know exactly what they did. I'm sure you'll I, write something about it I, tomorrow. I, I, but like, I asked. I don't know what they did. I asked Bo about it after the game. I said. They took only 29 threes. Like, why? Yeah. <laughs> and he, and he, he's, he's like, he's like, well, I didn't realize they shot that few. I felt like they took a lot. I'm not ready to answer that question right now. I've looked at the film. I don't know what. I don't know why they only took 29. Threes. Yeah. So, so like, if they but have something, even explain it, you if know, they have but, something where they've figured out another weakness that a team has, they're gonna <laughs> exploit it. I mean, like maybe it was an accident tonight, but like, you know, Spoh's gonna watch the film and see what happened and pick find things in it. He's a video guy through and yeah. through, right? And um you know, they they do a better job of exploiting teams' weaknesses and stars' weaknesses than anyone. And and I think yeah. we saw a little bit of that tonight, even if we can't totally explain why it happened. Yeah, maybe it's spoken explain it, right? Some some yeah. of it might have just been Boston, like you said, like the, the kind of being frazzled by and it, them kind of going back to the bad habits that have popped up at times during the yeah. playoffs. But just they, they though, I, I, would be su- yeah. I would be surprised if they shoot that few threes again in this series. Like, that is a very low number for them. Um, but I was going to say, like, I I heard a clip from Bill Simmons' podcast. Yeah, Tatum only like, took three. Like, yeah, it's just crazy. Yeah, it's just like, – His whole I don't thing get is it. he's tall and he can shoot jump shots. Like, that's his whole and game. I, and it, the heat – That's like heat a one-minute stretch up. for him. He yeah. defense gives up a ton of threes. Like they're like get the second most threes in the league. They're built to like protect the rim and just kind of give you threes. It should play right into Boston's hands, but they took 29. I don't. I don't. Again, it would have told. I think that was maybe the like the most surprising number of the entire game for me. I just did not expect that. Yeah. I thought I thought they would shoot 40 something threes, and the game would be decided if they made them or not. Like I just think, but they just didn't take enough. You know, and I think that that was that was a huge factor in the game. Because if they take five or six more threes and they make two or three, all of a sudden that could be could be either closer or Boston could be winning. Uh, they could have won the game. So yeah, I don't I don't think Boston's gonna win many games when they take 29 or fewer threes. Um, but anyway, I was gonna say I listened to a clip from a Bill Simmons podcast recently, and to your point, he was saying. Yeah, I should say, I don't have a lot of Boston fans in my life, so a lot of my yeah. thoughts on Boston fans come from listening to Bill Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> right, I know. Listen to I haven't listened to Wilson's podcast often because um, so many other things going on. But I heard a, a clip from it with, with him talking about the Heat, and he was saying like the Heat obviously are so well coached. Eric Spoelstra is the best coach in the NBA, and they find a weakness of a, of a team, and they just continue to pick at it and pick at it and pick at it. And by the end of the series, it's like an axe wound, and that team is like it's just totally exposed. Um, so. I think tonight was an example of the start of that, and we'll see if it continues. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? 
That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Uh, all right, I'm going to put you on the spot. Do you think the Heat are going to win this series? <laughs> I'm going to say this. I'm going to let you I dodge think- it. <laughs> I think it's going to be a seven-game series. And I said it before that. I said it to somebody before the series. Hey, I said okay. it before the playoffs started. Yeah, you did call it before. <laughs> I did not expect you to be in this position. I will admit that. Um, I think there's going to be a seven-game series. Boston has home court, so they have an advantage in that situation. Mm-hmm. Miami had home court last year, and they lost game seven. So who knows? I think it's going to be a very, very tight series. I wouldn't be surprised if Boston, like, Gets a blowout win in game two only yeah. because it's just that situation. Yeah, like, that's what happens. Yeah. They'll probably shoot a really high percentage from three. And, you know, they'll come back to Miami 1-1. But look, I'm sure obviously he would love to go win both. But you go back to Miami 1-1 with a split, you did your job. That's what they did the first two series against yeah. the Knicks, against the Bucks. As long as you take care of home court, you're good. So no matter what happens yeah. in game two, he did their job already in Boston. Yeah. I mean, they haven't lost a home game yet in the playoffs. No. So. If you win your home games, you're going to win the series in six, at least. So um, I, I think the question is, uh, was this a Jimmy Butler game, right? I, I think you you have to, like, when you, you, you try to figure out how you get the four wins, right? You're like, all right, we need two Jimmy Butler games. Um, you know, maybe one, like, weird Max Struess goes off game. Um, I, I think this might have been, like, the – this might have been the Spo win, where it was just, like, it felt like everyone – I know Jimmy was great, but – I feel like Jimmy has a another another level in him. You know what's crazy? I I'm not disagreeing with you, but tonight Jimmy Butler became just the fourth player in NBA history <laughs> to finish with at least 35 points, five rebounds, seven his, assists, and six steals. His Others defense, to do it with Michael Jordan, Rick Barry, and Gary Payton. <laughs> his defense was absurd. We should probably like to spend a minute on his defense because, um, well, you're you obviously in the building, so you were listening to uh the uh TNT broadcast, yeah. which was exceptional tonight i will say kevin harlan's really? out of control oh, yeah that's great and stan uh, is awesome too yeah um I, he compared jimmy butler to both Xavier howard and jalen ramsey i heard uh, that yeah i, heard I, that I think I, I think it was reggie miller compared him to micah parsons um <laughs> like the jimmy was he was unreal defensively it was like i mean it was classic like a, a, i have to go back and look at what he did like in man-to-man situations or whatever but his like jump in the passing lanes. And I mean, that's that what he's best like, at. Like, he's yeah. so good at that. And like, he's so fun. He's like, it's like, we, <laughs> I make fun of you all the time for the Caleb Martin LeBron thing, but it's, it's like peak LeBron and he's yeah. 30. How old is Jimmy? Like it, it's crazy. He's still doing yeah. that. Like he's doing it like, yeah, he's doing it like LeBron in Miami where he's just jumping in the passing lane, one yeah. touch in the open court. And it's a breakaway dunk every time. That's why you often don't see Jimmy on the best player on the other team because you want him in that weak side right. you want position, him to jump rolling. Him. You want him yeah. To yeah. Like against the Knicks, he started on Brunson, and then they adjusted and moved him to, to Barrett so he could play as a help defender. So I, I think he started tonight off on Tatum. We'll see if that continues. Um, maybe the Heat well, Tate, play him off. If you're trying to get steals, Tatum's not a bad guy to be on either because he's – Or Jalen Brown. Yeah. 
or sorry, yeah, yeah. well, uh, yeah. But yeah, no, I, it's, I was just, I was just making a point of like, yeah, I agree with you. I think Jimmy has another gear, which is crazy, but he just know, had a game that only three other players have had. I'm just, I'm just expecting 40. I'm just expecting 40. We're spoiled. Yeah. I thought we were getting two 40-point Jimmy Butler performances in the series. We didn't get one tonight. Maybe that's a good time for the Heat, but he was still ridiculous. I did not expect Jimmy to be this good when he signed with the Heat. That's another podcast for another <laughs> day. But I walked out of the building with Ira Wonderman from the Sun Sentinel, and we looked at each other, and, and Ira looked at me, and he's like, I didn't expect Jimmy Butler to be Dwayne Wade. I hope I'm not, I hope I'm not like, uh, exposing a private conversation, but... And I looked at him like, yeah, I agree. Like, I didn't expect Jimmy Butler to be like an. I wish we should go back and re-listen to our podcast from after he signed. I honestly don't remember what we said. I mean, we were excited. We were. Yeah, been, he's it, was good, a, great it, player. it was a miserable season the year before, right? It was yeah. like just like a absolute blast season. Um, other than he's, that was a Wade retirement tour, right? Was the last season before Jimmy? Um, yes. But, Is he the third best player in Heat history already? Yeah, I mean, I don't know who it's. Who's the who, what's Zoe, the other right? Shaq, Zoe, Bosh, Chris Bosh, Tim Hardaway. Hey, I, I, I know he hasn't won a title, but I know. But it, going to three, uh, going to a final, only. I mean, there's three guys who have ever been the best player on a Heat Finals team, right? It's Wade, LeBron, and Jimmy, and. And Shaq, I those guess. Shaq was really good, but he only played two. Like, yeah, Shaq was the best player on that heat team what the year before and maybe right. even and during the, the regular second, season the finals, that year. the finals was Dwayne. Yeah. Yeah. And even was that the right, I think in the regular season, was Shaq runner up for MVP that year? Yeah, it was to Steve Nash. Yeah. So he was the before. best player in the regular yeah. season, but then Wade was the best guy in the playoffs. Um, yeah. I mean, and three Eastern conference finals. That's like, what did Zoe ever take a team to an Eastern conference finals? I think once. Once. In like 97 against the or 96 against the Bulls. Against the Bulls. Got, yeah. I might have won one game or got swept. I'm not sure, but yeah. He never like, went. He like went to the finals three, in 2006 as a backup. You know, as a role player for that 2006 team, but he know, wasn't. For yeah. for a lot of teams, going to three Eastern Conference Finals would be like because like the best player in franchise history for right. certain teams well, like it's, in, it's, in the District of Columbia. Just saying, I think, and I'm probably gonna write this. I'm trying to figure out what I'm gonna write tomorrow. So there's a preview for those listening to this, or maybe it's, well, it's probably be out already. Yeah. Um, but just the impact Jimmy's having on the rest of the team, like just his confidence, right? He has so much confidence, and like I feel like he instills. It's kind of an, an intangible and that's cliche, I but I really think it matters. I really think it matters. No, I, I agree, and that's, that's that's a good pivot, I think, too, because we should finish with the Panthers minute. Yeah. Um. I, I, that's, I asked Anthony Duclair the other. I, I wanted to get Matthew Kachuk at some point. Like, I just want to like know if he like really likes Jimmy Butler because they're so similar. But I asked Anthony Duclair on the Panthers like, is Matthew Kachuk or Jimmy Butler? And he was like, yeah, he kind of is. Like, just in terms of like the way that he yeah. came in and has an edge to him and is so confident. Like, it's impossible not for that confidence to rub off on guys. And and with you know, it's certainly true with Jimmy Butler. Like. I mean, you think of the like, if you look at the rotation the Heat played tonight, there were two undrafted, two undrafted starters, um, and then Caleb Martin. Not, undrafted. Caleb Martin yeah. was undrafted. You know, they signed him, so it's a little different, but yeah. undrafted. And Duncan Robinson was undrafted. Like four of their nine guys to play tonight were undrafted guys, and like three of them were Heat undrafted finds, and who didn't have breakout 
like weren't anything in the NBA until Jimmy Butler. Yeah. I think also like we're, I, we, you mentioned it earlier and we can get to the Panthers now. I'm sorry. But no, that's fine. I, I just keep, I, I feel like we keep forgetting that they're doing this without Tyler Hero. The third yeah. best player. And, and just amazing. Victor Oladipo, who was uh, like, I know he wasn't great this year, but like when Tyler Hero went down, we were like, all right, Victor Oladipo, you're yeah. next man up. And he would be very important. He think he would be a factor in the series because of his defense. I think he and would he be was, a guy that spends really a lot of time with Tatum. Yeah. He was really good in the Celtics series last year. Yeah. Yeah, he, he would have been a factor. Like his offense played. was pretty terrible, but he was probably like the third best player in that series just because like he I don't know how many steals he had, but it felt like he was like on the floor the entire time diving at Jason Tatum's knee or Jalen Brown's yeah. knees. Jalen Brown, he was did a great job on Jalen Brown. Yeah, yeah. so I, it's just again to add another layer layer of incredible to this whole thing. Like yeah, if I would have told you they're gonna do this in general, would have been you wouldn't have believed me. But if I would have told you they were gonna do this without Tyler Hero, yeah. I mean, crazy. Nobody would have believed unbelievable. that. It's unbelievable. But yes, the Panthers. They, I mean, they. I know they're right now. They're haven't even started their series, but they entered that series with probably a better chance, at least according to Vegas, to win yeah. their series. Right, yeah, yeah. Hockey is just a lot more yeah. variance. You know, uh, we we combined to write a story this week about the like mm-hmm. parallel runs they're having, and um, the Heat are the second eight seed ever to make the conference finals the panthers are the fifth since 2006 like it's uh it's not super unusual um but yeah i i mean I, I'm, I'm worried about the hurricanes matchup for them they're kind of like it's hard to like look at a spot on on carolina like just any statistic or place in the roster and be like oh the heat or the panthers are better than them there like they're just kind of a better version of the panthers but it's the nhl playoffs and the same way you you don't want to bet against Jimmy Butler, you don't want to bet against Matthew Kachuk and and Sergei Bobrovsky. It's fun times. I mean, again, if even if this was expected, it'd be fun. But the fact that both runs kind of came out of nowhere, I'm seeing so people unique. tweet about how much they love this Heat team. I'm like, I want to see yeah. these people's tweets from two months ago. <laughs> I'm not going to say any names. Well, nobody would know if I said the name anyway. But one of my best friends, he texted me like. It had been in March, and I'm gonna tell him to listen to this because he's gonna get upset. <laughs> uh, and he said he just texted. I remember it was during a game. He's like, I hate this Heat team. And I said, and I didn't, I didn't say anything. But and and uh, now he's like, this Heat, Heat in five, like they're gonna win a championship. And I text him I'm like, a month ago you hated this team. What's going on? You know. The thing like, I love about it is I, the Heat fans know this, right? They're like, they know it's ridiculous. They love this team because they all hated it. And they deserve. <laughs> I mean, they. Rightfully so, they hated this team. It was a, yeah. kind of a miserable regular season. It was, a, it was one of the most. It was arguably the most frustrating season in Heat history, just because of the expectations, right? Of what you thought this team could be, and the way they. I mean, how many just, times did we come on this podcast and we have like nothing to talk about? We're like, oh, yeah. same. They same can't thing. make threes again. They can't make threes. Yeah. <laughs> they lost to the Hornets by double digits. They lost to the Pistons by double digits. I don't know. This is not a good team. Um, but yeah, this kind of shows you that can't ever count a team out because some teams have switches and this team apparently did and because it has a player like jimmy who well has, yeah i was gonna really say has, you yeah. can't count a team out i mean it's interesting like the lakers are different because they overhauled their roster so much in the middle mm-hmm. of the regular season but like they're a seven seed but they have lebron james so like no one you, you couldn't no one counted them out right i mean people counted them out but like 
no one really counted them out because like if LeBron's in the playoffs, he can beat anyone in a series. And like Jimmy's not LeBron, but he's in whatever that top five, top six, where it's like if you had that guy in your roster, I mean, if you have Jimmy Butler on your roster, we've seen it now for four years in Miami, you're a championship contender. I know they had the one year where they lost in the first round, but they lost to the eventual and they got swept, whatever. It was the eventual champions they lost to. Like for three out of four years, they've been either on the verge of the finals or in the finals. Like that's they're a championship contender every year because of him. Yeah, I think that's kind of he's proven that. Like whenever he he's that type of player. I didn't I didn't think he was that type of player, but he is that type of player. You have he's a number one. And well, I think that the cool was the thing question, the cool right? thing about yeah. it is he was not. This, I mean, and he was really good in that that last Sixers playoff run before he came to Miami, but he wasn't this kind of player before he came to Miami. And maybe no. it's because he didn't get the chance, maybe because he didn't have the coach around him and the infrastructure, the supporting cast. Like, I mean, that Sixers supporting cast was like arguably more talented than any roster he's had in Miami. But like the combination of everything is, it's obviously been a perfect storm for him. But like, you know, he's better right now than he's ever been in his career, which is cool. The Heat gets the most out of guys. Whether you're drafted, whether you're, you know, yeah, back of the best lottery years, pick, like Bam or Tyler. Obviously played his yeah. whole career there. Bosch, they, they figured out the perfect way to use Bosch. I mean, Dwayne left for a few years. He wasn't that good in Cleveland or Chicago. Yeah. And he, he came back, a, and all of a sudden, yeah. he was like a factor. Like, he was good again. You know, like, it, I, again, I'm not. it's not all the team, but there's just something about this coaching staff, this organization, that really puts players in positions where they can succeed. And I think that is a huge difference maybe from other teams. They don't like try to make you something you're not. They try to, you know, they find your strength and they play, play to that. Yeah. All right. Um, it's getting late. Um, you got a red story. Yeah. I got to get yeah. up and go to Panthers practice in the morning. Um, anyway, this is fun. Um, looks like it's going to be a really fun series. Um, we're gonna have a, we're gonna have a lot to talk about for the next two weeks here. We could have 14 straight days of <laughs> conference finals games in South Florida, um, which would be just insane. We need to start a Panthers podcast. <laughs> Can we pitch that? Maybe, mean, maybe we should. I mean, if they're gonna do this every year, then I think it's worthwhile. Yeah, I think I think we gotta get on that. We gotta get on the higher ups. We need a Panthers podcast soon. <laughs> All right, uh, Anthony, um, thanks for doing this late at night. Um, you can follow Anthony on Twitter at Anthony underscore Chang. You can follow me on Twitter at DB Wilson too. But just go to the Miami Herald website, MiamiHerald.com, and you'll find lots of stuff to read about the Heat and the Panthers and, and any, you know, the, the, their parallel twin runs they're going on right now. Because as we said, 14 straight days potentially of games here. Uh, going to take us all the way up to the end of the month, maybe. and, and Hopefully beyond, I guess. Yeah, could be in, could be into June. We'll see. One, one of us might. I would say. I was gonna say there's, over under um, on. I think one of us will be covering games in June. Okay. Over on yeah. So if you put the over under one or over on a half a team to get to the. Yeah. Finals. I would take I would take the over on that. Yeah, they're probably both underdogs. I wonder how. I mean, I'm not like a gambling fella so can't do that in florida legal i'm curious if the heat are now favored in that series after tonight they're probably not i would guess not but i would guess it's pretty close to 50 50 now 
Yeah, it's much better. Yeah, it's not three percent like it was <laughs> yeah. a few days ago. The Celtics are already favored by ten points in game two. So okay, wow. All right, that's a good place to leave it then. Um, thanks as always for listening, and we will talk to you guys next week.